Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Gas Street. Uh, my name is Nick Drake, one of the pastors here, in case we haven't met. And it's fantastic to be continuing our series on the Holy Spirit, on who He is and what He does. And so you might want to get a Bible out uh, for in a few moments' time. Uh, we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 1 to 13. You also might want to have some way of making notes, uh, either on a phone or uh, on paper, uh, in faith <laughs> that the Lord's going to speak through his word by the power of the Spirit and that I've prepared well and will be a vessel for that. So you might want to have some way of making notes too, because we're going to do a fair bit of teaching this morning, learning together of an overview of what is known as the gifts of the Spirit. So I've, last week, Rachel spoke so well on the fact that you are loved. She spoke about how the Spirit testifies with our spirit about our identity, that we're loved because of what God has done in sending His Son to die on the cross for us. You are loved. So this week, I've entitled this talk, You Are Gifted. You are gifted. And you are all so gifted. I mean, I'm looking out now. Like you are pretty impressive. In fact, tell your neighbor, you are so gifted. Go for it. Come on, across the room. Emphasize the so. Come on. Back to each other. You are so gifted. That feel good? I did it. We did it at 9.30 and I heard Ali kind of sat over here, oh, finally, someone's, someone's recognized. You're so gifted. Now, not to be a party pooper, but when we talk biblically about being gifted, we don't mean what the world means by being gifted. Because when we tend to say, oh, that person's so gifted, we mean like talented, above and beyond the norm. And usually it means like above and beyond another person another one of us. That's what we tend to mean. When we say, oh, they're so gifted, we kind of mean, well, everyone else isn't so gifted. But biblically, we're going to see that when we say you are gifted from Scripture, looking at what the Holy Spirit does, it means all of us are so gifted. That's what we're going to be looking at this morning, that it's for everyone, uh, that everyone is gifted, that if we follow Jesus, if we receive and go on being filled by the Holy Spirit, then you've been gifted spiritually and you live in a state of being given spiritual gifts. You live in the overflow of God's goodness, the overflow of God's grace. That's what it means biblically to say we're gifted. Now, I've brought along a physical gift to illustrate this talk. Can we give it up for Tom? Come on and give me this. Look at this beautiful gift. Thank you. Now, it is my birthday coming up as well. Now, this gift, when you see a gift like this, I can see your face, you're smiling. It's exciting, isn't it? It's like, that's why we wrap up gifts, because even the wrapping makes you like, ooh, right? Ooh, I wonder what's inside. That gift. So I'm going to leave it here for you to ponder on all the way through what's in the box, what's in the gift. Now, when we see a gift like that, it's like really real, isn't it? Like when you're given gifts, your birthday or Christmas, it's like when you give them, they're they're really real, obviously. But this talk really is about just as real things that come from God that are far better than anything temporary. 
Now, just because we can't see them, this doesn't mean they're not here for us. You are gifted. So come with me. We're going to dive into some teaching together on this concept. For some of us, this is a totally new concept, and I'm right with you. Uh, This is a totally strange concept for you. Maybe you're new to church, new to faith. That's absolutely fine. Just come along at your own pace on this journey of learning. For some of us today, as we dive into this, it's a wake-up call as I've been praying into this by the Spirit and what the Spirit's already been doing in me and preparing this of, hey, you know, you need to dust off those gifts that God has put in your life. Like you need to get them off the shelf. Why are they on the shelf? That's what I feel God's been saying to me in part through this. Like you need to get them off and operate in them. Why? Because it's the key to effective and meaningful life in the kingdom of God. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. Track with me, it'll be on the screen, verses 1 to 13. It goes like this. This is the Apostle Paul writing. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols, so false gods. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed of the next screen. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers and to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. What a passage. Let's just pray quickly for the Spirit to speak to us through it now. Would you join me and pray? Holy Spirit, we thank you for each other. We thank you for this chance to gather together, to be equipped, empowered by your Spirit, to learn how to be more like you, Jesus. Would you come now, speak to us through your Word, make us more like Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, what are the gifts of the Spirit? I'm going to go fairly fast through some of this. You might want to write down some of this. Uh, What are the gifts of the Spirit? Uh, Paul uses three different terms to explain what these things are that we can't see but that are real. First of all, in verse 1, he uses this word pneumaticos. Don't be uninformed about 
The spiritual things would be a way of saying it. Or pneuma means power, dynamic power. It's a word associated with the spirit. So don't be uninformed. Don't not know, Paul is saying. It's really important that you do know, therefore, about the dynamic power things of the spirit. Might be one elaborate way to explain that word. In verse 4, he uses another word, uh, charismata, which comes from the word charism, which means grace. So he's talking here and using the word grace gift, like these gifts that are the overflow, the overspill of God's grace in our lives. And that grace, of course, and this is where the gifts of the Spirit link to Jesus, the grace of God in our lives starts and ends at the cross, the Alpha and Omega, the incredible love of God, the salvation of our lives happens and starts at the cross. And that's why our passage begins with, you can't say Jesus is Lord, but by a gift of the Spirit, by the Spirit's work. So it's all part of one continuum. Uh, These grace working out, God's grace in your life, these grace gifts. And then finally in verse 7, he uses the word manifestations of the Spirit manifestations of the Spirit. So three different terminology that together help us understand what he's talking about here. Essentially, the outward appearances or realities of the presence of the Spirit at work in our lives, at work in our lives. God's empowering presence with us, in us. Why? To fulfill what he's called us to do. So what spiritual gifts are, we can't see them like we can see this beautifully wrapped present. Then We can't see them, but they're just as real. They're outward realities of the hidden work of the Spirit in our lives, the overflow of God's goodness, the overflow of God's grace. Why? To fulfill what he's called us to do together, together. So five things to know and then we're going to list them. We're going to list them all uh, on the screen. So five things I think it's important to know. Bear in mind, this is an overview. This is an introduction, much like this is wrapped up to intrigue you. I hope this talk intrigues you, excites you to do your own research. In a sense, it's a simple topic. In other sense, it's a complex topic. Lots of different scripture involved. So I encourage you to do your own research. But five things that I think it's important to know about what these are. Firstly, Some of these gifts of the Spirit are what we might call miraculous or perhaps supernatural. So verse 9 to 10 of our passage, things like healing, like that's miraculous to pray for healing and someone gets healed. And I've had that happen to me in my life. Someone's prayed for healing and I've been healed. I know some of you will have experienced that as well. Uh, The prophetic, verse 9 to 10 as well. So hearing from the Lord, a revelation that doesn't undermine Scripture, that always should be checked with Scripture, but is specific for someone else or a specific revelation of what God is doing or wants to do. Uh, And and then uh, things like actual miraculous powers that are listed again in our passage today. So these things, these gifts seem like an addition to our lives. They seem like something added on to what we do. But there are other gifts that align with our natural abilities. And these are often overlooked. They seem not quite as exciting. And and they're not um, in our specific passage here. But I think it's important to mention things like teaching, things like administration, things like showing mercy. 
So these will align with things maybe you're naturally gifted at because of course we're made in the image of God. It's not like we're not made with things we're good at, but here it's the spirit coming alongside to empower and enhance in a sense that gift. So let me give you an example. Uh, for me, uh, the gift of teaching, right? So I, I naturally love learning things. I like ideas. I like linking this idea with that idea. I like sitting with a book and just reading stuff, right? So I like that. I like teaching, which is why I'm standing here with you. But I've learned over many years of doing it that there is a difference between teaching and teaching with power. Teaching with power that I am a vessel for the Holy Spirit, the gift of teaching to do more than just pass on information, but to um, activate transformation in people's lives. So what Jesus has done on the cross, in every teach I'm doing, I'm trying to allow and facilitate the Spirit through my preparation, through the Word, to activate resurrection power in your life, in my life. That's what I'm trying to do, not just tell you things. Now, how does this work practically? Well, I've got, in my natural ability, a page of notes, right? This is what I could do. But when I come to this stage, like this today, I've been praying, oh God, please don't just speak my notes. I'm, although I can see my notes, I can see this. But just here, what I can't see is the Holy Spirit's iPad, right? In a sense. His notes the gift of teaching, like what does he want to do and say as well? And that's what I'm trying to facilitate. That's the gift of teaching, working alongside perhaps a natural gift that I have as well. Just give you that as a way of example of how this might work in your workplace, for example, in, in what the work God's called you to and into in your businesses, in your families, this enhancement of natural gifts to make them empowered and to achieve kingdom aims. So, secondly, stay with me. There are many, but they are all different. It's the second thing it's important to know. There are many of them, but they're all different. They all come from the same spirit. So they all relate to the Holy Spirit. They can't be kind of cut off from him, which is what some in Acts try and do. They can't buy them. You can't trade them. It's like, no, no, no. They're all from the Spirit. And it links in our passage to baptism as well. They were baptized as one into the Holy Spirit. And so that's from the place of relationship we operate in these gifts. Thirdly, some of them clearly happen in and emerge from gatherings like this, gathered worship. Certainly, that seems to be the emphasis of the ones in our passage. It seems to be the emphasis, well, it is the emphasis of the ones in chapter 14 of Corinthians in two chapters time, the famous kind of passage about gifts of the Spirit operating in worship. That's why gathering together is so important. That's why Hebrews talks about, like, don't neglect gathering together. It's why the pandemic was so hard, because we couldn't come together. You remember those days, I don't know if anyone came in here when we did come together, but we had to have two meters between us. Do you remember those days? Like how, like you look back, like how strange. You just knew it was weird, even though it was important health-wise, but it was, it was hard. Now why? Partly because we're supposed to be the temple where heaven meets earth when we gather. We're not a physical building anymore, 
But where Jesus is centered and the spirit is at work, heaven meets earth through and in the people. And so as we worship, it's why we spend so long in singing songs together as a, as a way of doing this. We open ourselves to the gifts and operation of the spirit in our midst. I know for me, that's where I first started experiencing these gifts. I grew up uh, in a church that I would say believed in them but I didn't really see them. And it's hard if you don't see things to, to kind of get it, right? If anyone resonates with that. And I remember um, going away on, a, on a, a Christian camp, much like wildfires. And I remember being in a time of worship there and I was in the middle of singing that I, I just started saying other things out loud, which I now know was the gift of tongues. Like It's like the words on the screen weren't enough anymore to express the overflow, the grace gift that had landed deep down where I lived. You know that feeling. It's like when you encounter Jesus, when you want to say thank you so much that words aren't enough and the Spirit activated in me this gift of tongues. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop praising in this language. So point three, they happen and emerge out of gathered worship, but they're also for witnessing mission in your Monday to Friday as well. We mustn't think they're just for gatherings. Fourthly, they're available to all of us in different ways. Um, again, um, the world's understanding of your gifted is, well, some of you are talented. Some of us are just kind of average at things, right? No, no, no. You are gifted means like every single one of us, every single one of us has a part to play. You are needed you are needed to operate in the gifts for us to represent Jesus well. It's like this wild truth. For us to represent Jesus well, which is why I left that final verse in about the body, like we, you are all needed. We are all needed. It's not like the, the people on the stage are gifted and the rest of us are just kind of fine. No, no, no. True church is like, Everyone gets to play, which is John Wimber's phrase, uh, a vineyard pastor. Everyone gets to play. They're for every single one of us here. Fifthly and finally, in a sense, these gifts of the Spirit are presents like this one. They're, they're kind of given to you and you operate in them. You practice in them. Uh, certainly, we get the understanding from chapter 14 that things like tongues and prophecy are in the control of the person who operates in that gift. That's certainly true. So they are in that sense. They seem like God gives you something and then it's kind of yours. But that's not entirely the truth. They are more than a gift like that. They are his very presence with you, in you, through you, in your life. That's why ultimately the work of the Spirit, are you like the gifts of the Spirit, cannot be separate from the person of the Spirit. So, birthdays, Christmas, right? When you get that gift, when someone gives you the gift, the gift is given to raise your eyes to the other person's face, right? Like, that's where the power is. The gift is given to bring you closer together, to tie your relationship closer together. It's like God gives us these gifts, but he's like, hey, I'm coming with you. I want to see you on that. I want to see you fall off that a few times. I'll pick you up on that. I want to, I want to see how, what are you going to do? What's my child going to do with this one? 
Like, how are they going to go? He wants to come with us. The presence, the gifts of the Spirit, the present are his very presence with us. This is why they're so powerful. Another example is a bit like, you know, um, a birthday or Christmas. I don't know if you've ever been given those kind of activity gifts. Has anyone ever been given one of those cards? Like, like I don't know, like uh, hot air ballooning? <laughs> I don't know. Shout out some examples, people. Come on. Gin tasting? <laughs> anyone ever? Cookery lessons? Anyone else ever done anything? One of these? Yes? Flying lessons. Woo, amazing. So these, I mean, it's my birthday coming up, actually. <laughs> May. Anyone else in May? Yeah, congratulations. Happy birthday. Anyone in June? Anyone in June? Happy birthday. Birthdays are great, aren't they? Great. But those, those kind of presents are given often. Why? Because I think, you know, the person sometimes comes with you, right? They're like, I want to do this with you. <laughs> That's why I'd buy it, to my sin and shame. But I think it's an illustration of like, God's giving it to you, but he wants to come with you. He's giving it to enjoy your space with you and see how then it blesses other people's space. That's something about the heart of what the gifts of the Spirit are for. Not for us. The gift doesn't stop as it's given to us, but we then operate in it to bless others and he comes with us. So, we're going to list on the screen and hopefully you find this helpful. You might want to, well, you won't be fast enough to note this down, but maybe take a picture or something. We're just going to list through. Remember, this is an overview. This is an introduction to do your own research, to study uh, scripture and to work this out uh, in, in our groups and stuff. So what are the gifts of spirit? Well, in our passage we've just read, I'm going to list this out. First of all, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith. Gifts of healings, miraculous powers, prophecy, discerning of spirits, kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Later on in the same chapter, verse 28 following, uh, it lists the so-called ministries of the Spirit. Things like apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, helping, administration, tongues. Uh, It's important to say just before I go to the next one, Scholars disagree exactly about how tight you should define the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going for like a broad understanding of them in this, in this master list that we do. Uh, in, uh, Roman, in Romans 12, uh, verse 3 to 8, we have, we have prophecy again, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, organizing, and acts of mercy. In Ephesians 4, 8 to 14, sometimes you'll know these as the fivefold ministries. You might have heard of these of apostleship, prophetic, evangelism, shepherding or pastoring, and teaching. And then there are three or four others scattered throughout Scripture in the New Testament that nevertheless should be included in this broad list. Uh, Things like celibacy in 1 Corinthians 7 generosity, by which we think it means like crazy financial giving, like philanthropy, like giving away so much and being given so much and giving away and being given and giving away. And then finally, hospitality. And then finally, often missed out, but two final ones um, that I would include are singing and visions or what we might called trances. Now bear in mind, all our human language ultimately fails when we try and understand 
God, right? So, so visions, trances, something like that. But that's what Paul refers to in 2 Corinthians 12, himself being caught up in what he says is the third heaven. In, in, and in context, it seems to be a work of the Spirit. Singing, because in Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, it says, uh, be filled with the Spirit. And then it seems to link that with then uh, to sing and give uh, thanks and praise. Uh, and certainly that's been true in my own life, experiencing that gift, because singing seems to be to do with freedom and salvation in the Spirit. So take a pause. That's a lot of information, isn't it? Take a pause. I want you to just look at the TV over there or the one nearest you here or this big screen or if you're online, um, hopefully you can see this list. I want you to just think like I've said at the top, you are gifted. You are gifted. Which of these are you gifted in? Now, if if you're hesitant, just claim it, okay? For the purposes of right now, if you're like, oh, no, I don't know, the person next to you will probably say, yeah, you are. So for the purposes of right now, like what are you, if, if, if scripture's saying like, look, there's an overflow of God's goodness in your life, which of these of God's grace gifts do you have? A, se- a second question, a second question might help you. You might want to write down the answer to this. Which of these do you need or eagerly desire right now? Paul says, for example, for all of us to desire prophecy. But what are the ones on here like for what God's calling you into to bring about and participate in his kingdom come in the world? Which of these? I I really need that. I want to pray into that. I want him to lean into that. And again, you might want to take this away, this list with you. You might want to go home afterwards and pause it again online on the list and and just pray through it. You might want to gather with uh, someone else, with another Christian, with friends, and just pray through this. And asking those two questions is super helpful. Like, what am I gifted in already? What's the Lord gifted me with? And what might I want to desire, pray for, lean into? For me, um, you know, I want to keep pressing into the gift of teaching. I want to always remember that there's another notepad here. I can't see it, but it's a gift of the Spirit, what He wants to do. I want to press into serving. Lord, give me a great gift of the Spirit in serving. And of course, like miraculous powers. Like who doesn't want miraculous powers? We'd be insane not to to want to bless people in extraordinary ways and do what Jesus did as part of our discipleship. What are you gifted in? What would you need for what God's calling you to do? Because these aren't bolt-on apps. (laughs) They aren't optional extras. They're like part of the operating system of what it is to be effective and being the body of Christ. If our vision is to be light for our city, we need to see. We can't see them as clearly as this, but they're just as real. They're just as, they're way more important than any physical gift like this in our lives. If you're looking at this and you're new to faith and you're like, I'm not sure what is going on here. I'm with you. We've all been in that place. We've all been in that place uh, of like, how do I even begin this? And and what I could say is like, read, read scripture, read this passage through again on your own, pray with others and get in the place of gathered worship. Like keep on gathering with others to open yourself, to worship 
to, to come forward for prayer ministry is why we do it every single week, to, to, to allow the Spirit to work and in through us. I've been blessed through the years by so many people operating in some of these gifts. As I've mentioned, uh, I've been prayed for for healing uh, and received it. Um, also, though, the prophetic, uh, so many times, and again, many of you will resonate with this, where someone has come and given me a prophetic word, an insight from the Lord that um, I can test against Scripture. It doesn't trump anything in Scripture and the ways of God, but it's specific to that time or moment uh, in my life. One quick example, I remember um, being at uh, um, college in between. I was two years at college and had a, a gap in between. And I'd, I was the only Christian that I knew at that college. Like, I didn't really know any, I didn't know many people anyway, because uh, I was new to the area. And I certainly didn't know there were any other Christians present in that college. And the summer in between the two years, uh, someone came out to me in church and they said, I think, I think I've got a prophetic word for you. And this thing, you never always know, but you're faithful in, in sharing it, right? I think I've got a prophetic word. And it was, <laughs> it was, they said, I see you as a block of wood. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. It gets better. It gets better. Bear with this if you're slightly squeamish. He said, then I saw an earwig crawl out of the block of wood and it was you. I was like, oh, Thanks. And then, then they said, then there was a little pause in, the, in this picture, in this revelation. And then I saw all of these other earwigs crawl out the block. <laughs> now, by this point, you're like, what? Ugh. And we prayed together. And they said, I think the Lord's saying, like, when you go back to college in September, you're to step out and say, I'm a Christian. You're to step out of the woodwork and say, hey, I, Jesus is Lord. Now, you know this tension, right, in your workplace, where God's called you to, that, that difficult step. And, and I went back to college, and I remember, like, sticking this sign up, like, Christian union meeting, Christian meeting, like, room G5, one o'clock lunch break, you know, come. But like, I can't tell you how scary it was. You, but a lot of you have done this in what God's called you to like it's a, sticking up a sign, whether you did it physically, but sticking up a sign saying, hey, Jesus, look. So I remember sticking it up. And I remember I'm always late. Anyone else always late to meetings, especially ones you've organized yourself? So I turn up late to this room. I open the door and it's full. It's full. I can't tell you how excited I was because it said, hey, God is real. God is alive, God speaks. And I suddenly realized that picture, I came out of the woodwork, then there's a pause, and then all these other people came out of the woodwork. But it took me to come out first. Say, hey, Jesus is Lord. Is anyone else, anyone else with me on this? That's, that was the sense. Now, it came from someone stepping out in a gift of the Spirit. And they might have thought, this is weird. Block a word here. I'm not going to give this, right? It is weird, right? <laughs> But like the Lord spoke through it. The Lord empowered me, emboldened me, and it not only blessed my life, but it blessed all these other people Then we gathered each week in that place. So, so many other stories you could do, but we're running out of time. So want to move on. What are they for? What are they for really briefly? What are these gifts for? Well, we've already touched on it 
a lot. We've hinted at what they're for, but our passage clearly says, if we could have the next slide, they're for the, uh, the common good. Uh, they're for building up collectively the common good. And, in, and Peter himself says they're to serve others. They're to, to get underneath others and lift them up, to build others up. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. They're for God to accomplish his kingdom purposes in and through us. And a big clue here is in verse 7, this term to return to that Paul uses, manifest. The manifestations of the Spirit is a big clue as to what they're for. Now, has anyone heard the term in popular culture at the moment, manifest? Just, just out of interest, just to show our hands. Yeah? Yeah. So it's become quite a big trend in our culture, certainly since the pandemic and on social media. If you ask most teenagers, they'll never heard of manifestations of the Spirit. Um, they'll have heard of this, what I'm about to tell you is a definition of manifesting or to manifest. Uh, psychology expert Mara Santilli in this um, article, she explains it like this. If you can think of something, feel something, it's only a matter of time until it manifests in the physical. You speak out what you want, you externalize it, and then it will happen. And the idea is, there's lots of philosophical things underneath all this, and the, the deep kind of hidden philosophy this believes in is that everything already exists in the universe for you. And by manifesting what you want, speaking it out loud, you will cause the universe to come together for you and deliver in the physical what you want. Now, hopefully, you're all feeling, that's wrong. <laughs> We're in church, people, right? That can't be true. That can't be true. That, that I have all power. That I have all power, that you have all power, that you can tell the universe what to do. Isn't the passages in Job in the Old Testament, where God says, who are you to think you can tell the creation, what to do. There's only one God Almighty. There's only one God who speaks and it is, who manifests and says what he wants and it is done through the power of Jesus on the cross. So this isn't true. It's false. It promises us power and control of our lives in a world that has gone crazy and that feels scary because it's out of control. And so this temptation comes in our culture to put our own desires out into our world. Now we know, the Bible tells us, if we all do that, it's chaos. I'll harm you, you'll harm me, we'll hate each other, we'll cover each other, we will kill each other. And that's what we see in our world. And that's why I use that example, because it shows the beauty on the other side. The beauty the generosity, the goodness of the gifts that come from God, the manifestations of the Spirit that come from Him. Because when we manifest, we put our desires out into the world. When God manifests His Spirit through you, He's putting His desires through you out into the world. What a joy. What a, what a thing that we can participate in that, that we get to be vessels of God accomplishing all he wants to do. All he wants to do. 
So manifestations of the Spirit are about what God wants and how he puts those things into the world in and through us. And they're for the witness and glory of Jesus. They're to glorify who he is. So, and before I forget, just before our gatherings, there was another manifestation of the Spirit in a prophetic word. Charlie, one of our kids' team, he said as we were praying for the gathering, he said, I've got this word rescue that I think should be spoken out in every gathering. Rescue. Because I believe there's someone here, that word really means something to you today, that God wants to rescue you. So again, I just before I forget, I just want to throw that out, that if that's you, please come forward. We'd love to pray for you at the end, that God can rescue you in Jesus. No matter what you're doing, no matter how bad it feels, God loves you. He's got a plan for you. He wants to rescue you. So what does this mean for us? Well, as I said, uh, it's my birthday soon. <laughs> Many of you have not been listening to anything I've been saying. You've just been wondering what's in here, right? Right? Anyone just, just been wondering what's in this box? Because it's so exciting what's in it. Now, presents are exciting. They're meant to be exciting. They're meant to be open. In fact, they're useless if we don't open them. We're meant to find out what's inside them. We're meant to enjoy them. We don't want to waste a present. And really, the heart of this talk, as well as all the information that should intrigue you, excite you about getting into Scripture and leaning into the gifts of the Spirit, that list I put up. Besides all that, the heart of this talk is, is there any way in your life you're just walking around with an unopened gift from the Lord? Like, just like going around the rest of Sunday today, going into work on Monday or in your home where you work, on your street, just walking around, because I mean, it looks silly, doesn't it, right? If, I could, if you saw me, I mean, if you saw me once, you'd be like, oh, he's off, off somewhere. If you saw me again next day, you'd be like, well, hasn't he given it? <laughs> hasn't he opened it? Hasn't he used it? Hasn't he passed it on? If you saw me the next day, you'd be like, this guy, like, is he a delivery guy? <laughs> you know? Now, the gifts of the Spirit, we can't see them, but they're just as real. Like, they're just as real as this. You are gifted. We are gifted is the message of this talk. And we can't fulfill our role as a church if we just do our own gifts, our own little abilities. How how can we make the kingdom impact God wants us to make? How can we bless others and build up society? and speak of God's goodness, of God's almighty power? How can we counter the narrative of culture that says, put your own desires out? We need the empowering presence of the Lord. We need so much more than what we happen to be fairly okay at. We need the empowering presence of the Lord. Don't miss out. You are needed. You are loved. And you are gifted. If we open our presence together, we are a divinely skilled team. There's no I in team, little dad slogan there. We are a divinely skilled team, broken yet strong, sinners yet forgiven, weak yet empowered. We are gifted. So to close, as um, Ali comes up, I want you to say it again to your neighbor, but this time with this understanding we've just had, so with meaning, 
Say to your neighbor and say it back, you are gifted, right? Go, 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 go. You are gifted. You're so gifted. You are gifted. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.